You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. Or should I say this is the Thomas Austin show? Because that's what it's going to be today, mostly. We've got. I'm not going to count them. But let's just say there's about 30 calls and 25 of them are Thomas Austin. So that's how she goes. If you have a problem with that, you can go ahead and take your business elsewhere. Or, or preferably... Call in 608-501-0718. Diversification. It's the name of the game. Actually, Tom provides a lot of diversification, so we might be all right there. Not going to lie, I always look uh, look forward to Tom's calls because I have no idea where they're headed ever. So why don't we get started? We don't have, I don't think, any new callers, but we do have a bunch of calls. So let's get rocking. All righty. Variety calls Tom Austin's show question number who cares? All right. Um, when was the last time a television show or movie brought a tear to your eye? Not answering that next. Second question has nothing to do with the first one. Okay. Um so uh are we gonna get Clayton a uh cutout of Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse for Christmas? I feel I feel like he deserves it. Maybe from my from what I understand, he uh, every available space in his house is taken up by Christmas trees. But if there's if there's one more spot left, we can negotiate a Swayze cutout. Sure, all the work he puts in, it's great. Third question, and also has nothing to do with the last two questions. All right. What's your favorite Christmas song? Uh, I dislike most. They kind of bore me. And then Mariah, she just belts out, and uh, I can't, I can't handle it. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, so, what's your favorite Christmas song? All right, call you back next stop. Bye, bye. Favorite Christmas song is um, "Oh Holy Night." My favorite Christmas singer would be Nat King Cole. Although I'm not positive that Nat King Cole's rendition would be my favorite of "Oh Holy Night," if that makes any sense. I'm not sure which one would be, but Nat King Cole is the best. Christmas artist, "A Holy Night" is the best Christmas song, but I don't think Nat King Cole's version of "A Holy Night" is my favorite version. I don't think. Maybe it is. I don't know. And yeah, Mariah Carey is um, 
I'm not going to say she's terrible. She's she's a talented artist, but when it comes to Christmas songs, All I Want for Christmas is You is an anti-Christmas song. We went over this last year for Christmas. You go through the lyrics, and it's like, Christmas sucks. I don't want Santa or presents or any of this garbage. It's stupid. All I want is some dude. And it's like, yeah, it's a great Christmas song. It's literally not a Christmas song. The backdrop of the story happens to be Christmas, but the theme is I've got a crush on some dude that she probably met a week ago. I know because nobody talks like that about anybody that they've known for even a very brief period of time. After two months, it's like, I'm not answering your call. You call every day. I'm getting tired of it. So I'm guessing a week. And it's a song dedicated to that. Just because she's wearing a red Santa suit doesn't mean it's a Christmas song. Worst Christmas song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. It is bad karaoke. He might just be a trash artist, period. I'm not sure. I don't listen to Bruce Springsteen. But that is, that is the furthest from, I, I, have, I have never heard anyone, that's not true, the, if you've heard Motley Crue recently, slightly worse, but only slightly. But this is not like over the hill, I can't really do it, but I'm broke and need money kind of thing. And my voice is all jacked up because, you know, back in the 80s, I sang with a high-pitched voice and I can't do that anymore because I'm a grown man and I jacked up my voice screeching like that for so long. No, this is just... This guy sucks at singing is somehow considered one of the better artists in the world ever. I don't know. It's it's trash, though. Straight trash. All right. Here's my next sub from going in for I'm starting my service. Uh, Didn't understand time, any of that. Long time drive. Crazy. Wild, actually. Um, all right. Question. Yes. This time also about movies. What is your thought? What are your thoughts on... Hello? What's the word? Franchises? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know why it took me forever to get to that word. What's your thoughts on franchises? When I hear that a part two is coming out, you know, or a part three, I just kind of roll my eyes. And then if people start talking about, no, 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 it's really, really good, I might check it out. Um, I kind of think the whole Marvel thing is actually doing a pretty good job with it. But... Also, I don't think Marvel ever really made like that one seminal amazing movie. In my opinion, Marvel makes moderate to mediocre movies and just keeps making the same thing um kind of over and over again. They're not they're not great in my opinion. They're fine. I would never want to watch one a second time. But they're kind of at that level where they're good enough that you want to watch it, especially because there's so many of them. It's like a, it's for me, it was like a challenge. Like, well, I got to get through this whole thing. And some of these movies are like, dude, just shoot me. I don't want to watch this. It's so stupid. About half of them, in my opinion, are really just stupid and bad, and I don't like them. But I got to get through them. So that's that's the kind of, that's the whole thing with Marvel is it's a challenge in and of itself just to get through. It's like a marathon. Like, dude, let's do this. It's a marathon. But again, there's not like that great seminal, like, this is a classic, and now we're going to ruin it with a part two. And because we made a billion dollars on part two just based on anticipation, not realizing that everybody saw it and hate it, we're going to make a part three, and then nobody's going to go see the part three, and then we'll stop after that. This is kind of a different thing. Honestly, it's almost, there's so many movies, and they come out with such frequency, it's, it's like a really slow television series, as far as Marvel goes. But generally speaking, not a fan. Usually, they ruin everything. I think, like, Terminator was one of the only ones that a part two was better. 
but then pretty much all of them after that were straight up garbage. Um, the Batman with Heath Ledger Joker resisted watching that. That one was so good that usually everybody hypes it up and it comes nowhere close to meeting expectations. That was way above my own expectations. The only problem with that movie is the Batman sucked. Why is he talking like that? I mean, is the whole point supposed to be like he's just disguising his voice? Why don't you just find somebody with an awesome voice? Why wouldn't Batman be awesome? Maybe it's just because he's he's supposed to be this scrawny businessman and his, all his power comes from his like expensive suits. And so we got to kind of just make... Or we just cast a really bad character that really just doesn't have a deep voice, so he has to talk like this. As soon as I heard that voice, I was like, this movie's going to suck. Because it kind of started with that. And I was like, oh, jeez. This is going to be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Especially with, like, Heath Ledger, who had one of the best performances that I've seen. Then you got, I don't know, that was stupid. I wonder if that movie would even be good without Heath Ledger. Probably not. Sorry, continue. By that, I mean, like, I consider a franchise to be anything more than two movies. Yeah. If there's a movie and there's a sequel, as the movie and sequel trilogies, that's when you start a franchise because then you normally have like a spinoff, like think of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. I don't think The Hobbit should have been three movies in itself, but you know, what it is, what it is. But the stuff. Dang it, I paused the wrong one. Hold on, stop that? talking, Tom. Um, Lord of the Rings, I think, kind of fits into that same category. I really like Lord of the Rings, but. It's kind of like they just made the same, and that's maybe sort of the point. I guess if you're doing it right, you, I mean, it's part two. It's like this, it's just more of the same movie, but usually people suck at it. But yeah, I, I thought those were all good. I mean, like, you know, I, I couldn't pick, first of all, I couldn't tell you which one was the first, second, or third, but I, I, I don't think I really had much of a favorite. They're all just kind of decent. Jurassic Park, and I know it's still a popular thing today, but Jurassic Park to me is is the classic example of they made one good movie and they have not made a good one since. I think the second one was okay, and then the third one was bad. And, not, and now, that when they started with those stupid cars that are like giant balls and they're like genetically modified, like let's take the biggest and fastest dinosaur and mutate them and then make them even bigger. It's like, come on now, you're, you're not even trying. Why don't we put wings on a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Oh, new movie. Stupid. Fast and Furious is dumb because it was always dumb, but it was dumb and then got dumber. It's amazing they keep making it. There must be a lot of people that just love Fast and Furious, but that's just a stupid movie. I saw the last time I saw one, and the only reason I saw it is because they had uh, the two big muscle heads in that. I don't know, but they were both in it, and I was like, that that sounds pretty dope. But then they stole like a safe from a bank with a with a car, and I was like, this is officially the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You're using some stupid, like, Toyota Supra to rip a bank vault through a, a cement wall through multiple layers? And then the worst part is they would take these hard angles as you're dragging a bank vault down the street, and they would take a sharp right turn and just start driving. Do you have any idea what would happen? Every person with a half a brain understands that as you turn your car, that bank vault is going to keep going straight. It's going to rip through that business, kill 40 people, and your car is going to go spinning along with it. But nope, not in this stupid movie. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. Pirates of the Caribbean, I think, is pretty decent. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I've seen maybe three. I thought they were all pretty good. I guess they're not as bad as I thought. I assume that most of them sucked, but maybe it's just movies that are just part two, and that's the whole reason that they're not anything more than part two, because it's like, oh, that sucked. Let's never do that again. Godfather's dope. I like The Godfather a lot. Anyway, sorry. Like, if it's a movie series, kind of yeah. like what... James Cameron is doing with Avatar. He has a vision. 
and he's going to make seven. Avatar was not a good movie either. That was like a really popular movie that I saw, and I was like, this is not good. One of them. I'm not seeing more than one, and I won't. I don't even know what number he's on right now. He's trying to I didn't know there was more than two. I had no idea. Make. But he has a plan. He wants Avatar. to get through. So there's a big through line, and there's a thought process behind each movie going forward. Or another franchise is like Fast and Furious, where you have no, there's no thought process. Keep pausing the wrong one. Dang it. Um, anyways, looking at, I know nobody cares, but looking at Avatar, um, they haven't planned out. From what I could tell, there are only two. But Avatar 3 is going to come out in 2024, Avatar 4 in 2026, and Avatar 5 in 2020. How do you know that? How do you know it's going to come out in 2028? I don't know. Whatever. At all, where it's just like, oh yeah, you know, we got um, and cars. That's all we need. And so I was just curious to hear your thoughts on it. That's in generalization. General thoughts on it. You don't, You can get specific. You can just touch on it being like, I don't... Yeah, no, I got it. That's... Uh... That's my thoughts, I guess. Some of them are good, some of them are not. I, I don't think there's ever been, in my mind, and I know some people think this with like Marvel, like it's the greatest thing ever or whatever, but um, I don't think any of my favorite movies are in a franchise. Unless Godfather's in that, but it's mm, maybe. Like in terms of like really good classic movies, the Godfather might be the only franchise, in my opinion. Otherwise, if I went through all the best movies, it's just kind of standalones. I would assume. I don't know. I've never really thought about it that much. Ryan! Hey. I haven't called in a while. Uh, starting off the Patriots podcast. So, uh, you know, what are, what are we thinking here? Are we going to be doing the old Bailey Zappy or Mac Jones thing next year? What? Mac Jones looks pretty good. Bailey Zappy looks pretty good. I don't know. Pretty tough to say. I don't understand the question, Bryce. All right, you're breaking up. Let's try your second call. Yeah, Ryan, I had a follow-up thought. All right. Uh, you know, these things, they just pop into your head as you're, uh, you know, as you're, as you're moving along and you forget about things. But I just want to say I'm all about this team, love this team, love Jordan Love, love Aaron Rodgers, all these people, fantastic. Um and no, no, just love like this. You know, no problems with Romeo Dobbs or obviously Christian Watson. Love both of those guys. Amazing players. Great development. Um, just, I guess, all I was getting at earlier was just like maybe have some guys from previous rookie drafts playing today, other than Amari Rogers, that could contribute, so that they didn't have to be so heavily relied on. I mean, it's great. They're getting the fast. Well. I mean, people keep talking about that, about, you know, how stupid it is that the Packers have to rely on. They don't have to. They really don't. Um, It could very easily be Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. The reason they're being leaned on so much is their talent. I mean, I I get, I I think I get what you're saying. You're referencing your last call, which we didn't listen to, but saying it would be better if we had more production from other receivers because we had drafted them earlier, but we don't have to drive. I mean, we have the guys now that we could be leaning on but are choosing not to. And again, the reason we are choosing not to is because we have primarily so much from Christian Watson. I mean, let's just put it this way. If Let's say we had 
Amari, but Amari was a little bit better. What would his role be in this? I mean, unless you're assuming that it would be Christian Watson again, but that seems kind of crazy because it, you wouldn't really expect that level of, of of anything from a second, third, fourth, fifth, anything kind of receiver. I guess my point is I, I, I don't think the picture that I'm viewing this from isn't that Randall Cobb and Alan Lazar and Sammy Watkins are just the worst wide receivers ever, although Sammy's really struggling. I think Lazard and Randall in particular are decent enough receivers, but beyond that, they have a lot of implicit trust from Aaron Rodgers. And again, I don't think the team, I think we've seen, has no issue with redshirting rookies. They just can't in this situation. And honestly, the only reason they're they're not doing it this year is because they did have to play Christian and Dobbs because of injuries and everything else. And if they hadn't done that, if it wasn't for all the injuries, they might not be playing as much, especially Christian. So I mean, I, I, I get your point. I just wouldn't phrase it as we're being forced to lean on Christian Watson. No, we're we're choosing to because the dude is awesome. Tracks development for next year, they're gonna be way ahead of where they normally be, so that's kind of a you know, that's like a that's a positive. But uh you know, it would have been nice early season to just have some guys from uh other drafts that uh could contribute and uh, keep the offense kinda of rolling um when Devontae went out. You know, that's another thing I hear about you know all right, you're breaking up again. Um, I mean, every draft you're trying to, well, you're you're getting the best event potential players, but you're also trying to predict the future. The, I don't know that the Packers knew that Devontae was leaving. I mean, they may have had some kind of an inkling, but I don't think they knew for sure, especially if you're talking about a couple of years. I mean, this draft, they, they knew that several people were leaving. They went out and got a bunch of guys, but... Um, I don't think they were they anticipated this much of a mass exodus of wide receivers, especially their their premier number one wide receiver. And you also have to remember that they're they're not just thinking about wide receiver, they also have to figure out what they're gonna do with the defensive tackle group, which is thin. You gotta figure out what you're doing at linebacker, you gotta figure out what you're doing at corner and safety, because Amos is gonna be leaving and Savage isn't doing much. You gotta figure out offensive line because we need help there, and Bakhtiari's not going to be here forever. I mean, there's there's always guys leaving. So, I mean, yeah, we, we could pick any position and say it would be nice if you had done more. That's true of just about every position. They should have done more at offensive line. They should have done more at wide receiver. They should have done more at tight end, for sure. They should have done more at defensive tackle and edge and, uh, and you know, look at the injuries at corner and certainly at safety. And honestly, if you were to ask me right now, which position do you wish they had done more at, wide receiver would be pretty far down the line so that we had another guy behind Christian and Dobbs and Randall and, and uh, Samori and, and Lazard. And, and, you know, you mentioned keeping the offense good. The offense really, again, I don't think the offense is the issue right now. It's the defense. So, I mean, would I complain if we had one more guy that was pretty good? No. But, again, it's, it's just it's really far down the list of concerns for me at this point. Now, it doesn't mean I, I, you know, even moving forward, do you think we should get another piece? Well, let's see what Dobbs can do for sure. But, I mean, we, we have we have an offense that's flying and wide receivers that are doing a good job. We have no safeties. We have none. So is my priority wide receiver or safety? You know, defensive tackle looks like a disaster. That's That's clearly a priority over wide receiver for me. Tight end, I would prefer over wide receiver. Potentially running back if we're not sticking with Aaron Jones and, and possibly offensive line over wide receiver. So 
but yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved it if things were different because it could have been even cooler than it is. Um, I think if anything, you know, we talk about Devante, what if, what if, you know, Christian had been here earlier? Well, that's obviously not an option and you can't just pretend that there was a Christian there that wasn't because there wasn't. However, we could sit here and say, frickin' Devante, you jerk. I mean, it's just, it's a little weird that no Packer fans are, we get mad at Brian Gutekunst, we get mad at everybody else, but we don't get mad at Devante. I mean, I love Devante, but if you're going to get mad because, man, we could have had Christian and we could have had Devante, the only way that could have happened, there's only one way, and that's if Devante didn't force his way off this team. It's the only way. There is no parallel universe where we could have gotten Christian Watson last year or two years ago. The only way that these guys play together and the offense all gets to stay together is if Devontae didn't force his way off the team. All right. Question for here. Not about movies this time. About TV shows. Boom. For, far enough away from what the other one was. Um, all right. So you take you and the Packernet crew and friends, and you put them into the roles of people from the office. So... You know, who's your Jim? Who's your Pam? Who's your epic love story of Packernet? I used epic with quotation marks. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a big fan of The Office. I'm more of a Parks and Rec guy. Anyway. No, stupid. Yeah, go ahead and put those together. It's my show, dang it, because I'm a fan. Sorry, Tom. Wife came in. It was a whole thing. Um, let us go to Seth. Hey, he thoughts. Uh, I was listening to the podcast today and um, also listened to the Giddy, uh press conference and uh, before um, press conference as well. And uh, I know they both, you know, said that they want Rogers back, but uh, what, what else can they say, honestly? Uh, but hypothetically, say they want Rogers back and people – some people want us to go all in again. I just feel like we already did that this year and look where it's gotten us. And if we were going to go all in again next year, you can't do that with the team. Here's here's the issue with the quote-unquote all in. What does that even mean? What is it you think we can even do? I mean, I know I'm not asking you. I'm I'm just saying to the people saying, no, we should be going all in next year with Rodgers. What, what does that look like to you? We don't have any money. So what does that mean to you? We go all in with our draft picks and maybe get us a new Sammy Watkins? What does that mean? There's nothing we can do. We don't have any money. And no, the salary cap isn't fake. We can't manufacture $100 million out of thin air and go sign everybody. If we could... Everybody would do it. That's the nonsense with this whole salary cap is fake thing. If it is, then what is the point of the salary cap? The point of the salary cap is that so teams can't just do, you know, what the what became known as sort of the Yankee problem where you get a rich owner to just go buy everybody. Why aren't there teams that are just buying everybody? It's because of the salary cap. That's why. If you could just manufacture fake money out of thin air and go buy everybody then um, teams would do it, but they can't. There's a reason that teams cut guys that are still producing. It's, it's, it's for the salary cap. I mean, you think we would just cut Corey Lindsley for no reason? Well, he's getting old. So what? 
So let his contract ride out. And if he sucks, he can sit on the bench. Why do you need to cut him? It's not like we need a roster spot. Why don't we just sign all the... We did it because you have to continually flesh out... Whatever. We don't need to go down the salary cap thing too much. Other than to say... There, there is no all-in. There's no such thing. We, we are currently all-in, and you can see it expressed in the contracts. And despite the guys leaving, well, that's, that's too bad, but we're, we're, we're paying for the all-in from last year and the year before that and the year before that. So we can't afford an all-in. There is no all-in. The only thing you can say is, in terms of all-in is to continue this which is to say do it but to a lesser degree like we'll 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 cut a couple guys but try to bring back as many as possible that's the best version of all in that you get and the reason is because we went all in the last several years this is the consequence actions have consequences have you heard that before that's what this is so i i, I again i know i know this isn't you saying it Seth, but just to anybody out there who would use the idea or or have the idea that we should be going all in, there's no such thing. The only thing you can try to do is run it back. And if you want to run this back, all right, I guess that's that's fine. That went, you know, sub-500 this year, so you have to add pieces. Well, how do you do that if you have no cap space? Right. So I just feel like even if, even if Goody did think that they, that, you know, Rogers still has it and they have a chance, I just don't understand how you go, how you don't just start the rebuild because you got nowhere else to go except cap. I mean, if you start restructuring guys even more, you're looking at maybe having a chance next year, most likely not after this year. And you keep kicking that king on the road, you're going to run into a situation where you got. And, and here's the other thing the difference between going all in and a total rebuild is like three guys. Honestly, because going all in means cut as few guys as possible, and a rebuild is really just cutting a few guys. If if we go all in, then Amos leaves regardless, right? Probably. So what's the difference? Maybe Bakhtiari? Maybe not? Maybe um, Aaron Jones? Probably Aaron Jones? Who else? I mean, we're literally talking about two guys would be the difference. I mean, we're not going to bring back Randall Cobb probably either way. Maybe we would, but we'd bring back one guy, whether it's Lazard or Cobb. So, so there's your third guy. So we're talking the, the difference between a total teardown and a, uh, and, and a run-it-back all-in season is, is two to three guys. And some of these guys might go regardless. Some of these guys might stay regardless. So, I mean, it's really not, in my opinion, that big of a difference. Can you explain to me what the difference would be? I mean, Aaron Rodgers would be the biggest piece, but I don't know that we really control that anyways. We can, quote-unquote, go all in and Rodgers can leave. We could try to tear it down and Rodgers says, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, we, we kind of have to make a decision separate of Aaron Rodgers. That's why I'd say we, we need to control our destiny from the beginning. And, and if we decide to tear it down, tell Rodgers, just so you know, we're going to be rebuilding. And if he decides to come back and, and be a part of that, that's 
that's fine. There's nothing we can do about it. But um, that's what I mean in terms of some things won't change. I don't. That's one of the things that won't change. We have to make our own decision independent of whatever Aaron Rodgers' decision is. You know, five years, four years of cap hell instead of just you know one, maybe two. So personally, I don't love that. Um, well, I mean, the cap hell goes on as long as we keep doing this. I mean, it'll get cleaned up in a year or two after we're done. I mean, basically a year. And and it's it's not necessarily cap hell. Everyone's well, the the salary cap goes up. I understand, but we we're going to keep sucking it up. We're going to offer new contracts, and we're going to keep pushing money. I mean, it's it's not going to fix everything. And again, it goes up for everybody. Well, well, suddenly we're going to have a bunch of money. Whatever money we have that gets us to zero, everybody else is going to use to pay twenty, thirty million dollars worth of new guys. So we're still negative. You know, if if there's thirty million added onto the cap. That's thirty million more everybody else can spend, and it's thirty million that we can't. So it it doesn't fix anything or erase anything. It still puts us thirty million behind everybody else, or, or whatever whatever the deficit is. And and what what this is, as far as this continuing, is just not having any money and not being able to add pieces and just kind of trying to maintain, but having to maybe have these ugly conversations. That means we're being salary cap inefficient, which means we're spending too much money on too little talent, which makes it really hard to win football games. I'm not talking about the team going bankrupt or, or the team having to forfeit the season or, or you know anything like that. It's it's obviously we'll be able to manage, but it's not optimal. It's a bad way of doing business. Cleaning it up is just cleaning up. Sa- I mean, if somebody's worth twenty million, you pay them twenty million. That's what cleaning up the salary cap looks like. Not paying a running back twenty million. Not paying all this dead money that's sitting out there on all these contracts. That's how you're going to have more money. That's how you can go out, go out and find the next Zadarius Smith, the next Preston, the next, next Amos. Right now, Gutekunst can't do very much. The only reason he's even useful right now is because we suck so bad. He can get us some high-quality picks. So, I mean, yeah, we, we can get this mostly cleaned up basically in a year. Or two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, fifty. 10, 50. I mean, we, we can just keep pushing money forever. But that's not a good thing. It's not me endorsing it, saying, oh, see, there's no consequence. There is. We'll just be flat broke, spending too much money on too little talent for as long as we decide to keep doing this. It's kind of where I'm at with that one. I still want to see Jordan Love play, and I'm hoping we can see him play a little bit. Um, I know it's a delicate situation, and I love Rodgers, but it's just time. Um, It's time to move on to the next phase of the franchise, so uh, going to be at the Rams game, and I, I'm excited. I would love to watch Jordan Love play, but I guess if he doesn't play, it also might be one of the last Rodgers games as a Packer. So either way, it should be a fun one to watch. All right, thanks, sir. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I I, I tend to agree. Um, you know, th- there there is the thought of well, what if Rodgers comes back and the thumb is better and and somehow that just fixes all the issues with Rodgers and we get a new defensive coordinator and the defense is fixed. You would just hate to have everything clicking except the quarterback, and Jordan Love just isn't quite the guy. There are a lot of assumptions with that, though. Number one, even if that is the case, we don't know that Rodgers would have been better. Rodgers is a big part of the problem this year as well, and no, it's not just his thumb. There's decision-making and 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 you know his lack of comfort in the pocket and not seeing the open guy and all that stuff that we've been talking about since forever. It's not just, hey, that was a weird, wobbly pass. I mean, even the pass that he shot over Aaron Rodgers' head, that's not a thumb thing. 
Oh man, my thumb hurts so bad I threw it way too hard. That's that's not what that was. Other assumptions are, well, the offense is otherwise going to look good, the defense is going to be fixed, or how about this, that we're even going to get a new defensive coordinator. The fact that things aren't going to get worse. I mean, the odds that we're going to be just a quarterback away, considering how good we've been and not been able to win the Super Bowl up to this point, and, a, and, and we're sure that we're going to fire Barry, and we're sure that this guy's going to come in as a first-year defensive coordinator and fix everything, and we're sure that we're going to have safeties ready to go. We're going to basically replace Savage and Amos in like a year. We're sure that Jair is going to get back on track, and Kenny's going to get back on track, and Stokes is going to come back ready to play. And what do we do with Razul? What do we do with Devondre? What about David Bakhtiari? What are we going to do about the offensive line in general? Are we sure we have anybody other than Christian Watson? Are we sure Christian's even as good as he is? How do we know he doesn't kind of level off a little bit? And maybe there's nothing there with Dobbs. I mean, we got hyped about Dobbs, but after his big game in like week two, he kind of fell off. It's not like he was an elite freak like Christian, and then he got hurt and we haven't seen him since. No, he got real quiet and then he got hurt. And we talk about Samori Ture, but he hasn't done anything. And we don't have any tight ends. And I'm not sure Aaron Jones is coming back. So are we sure that if Rodgers comes back, we can just magically fix everything? And I, I not only are we going to fix everything, but we're actually going to be contenders and, and Super Bowl, what, favorites? Or are we talking it's a long shot, but who knows? What's more likely, being one of the top 10 teams or the bottom 10 teams? I don't know the answer to that. But we're talking about a lot of things we have to be assuming in order to get to that point where we're pretty sure that, that you know, if Rodgers comes back, everything's fine. As opposed to if we run with Jordan Love, then we're giving up. There's a whole lot of information being left out of there. Anyways, why don't we take a break right here? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, Fertile Ground Ranch, discipleship ministry at fertilegroundranch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, Ryan. You're struggling with the phone calls today. Hey, Ryan. Today. It's Andy again. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that Roger stays on one more year. It's not against um, Jordan Love. I guess I'm kind of torn, actually, about that. But Same. Just the process playing with Christian Watson in his second season and Romeo Dubs. Um, hopefully playing much more next year in his second season. I can't see how people wouldn't be excited about those two prospects uh, going forward, as well as, you know, as I said in the last one, Bakhtiari and Jenkins, hopefully, you know, being all the way back. That is, if we keep Bakhtiari, I've heard, you know, people say, oh, do we keep him, do we not? Not sure about that. That's a whole other issue. <clears throat> but even some other developing guys, I mean, Quay Walker in his second year, Wyatt in his second year, Zach Tom in his second year, I mean, I know earlier this season, Rogers kind of alluded to, well, we'll see how the receivers develop. And he's going to these guys. Like, he's really trusting these guys, especially Watson. So all the stuff about Rogers doesn't trust young young guys. Uh, he's shown his adaptability to do exactly that. Uh, it might be too little too late at this point in the season. But uh, if we don't make the playoffs, I guess uh, it would be interesting to see if the Lions can sneak in as the seventh seed and knock out the Vikings. That would be really neat, I think. Um, I don't know. I might call back some more thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Well, I I mean, you mentioned that you want Rodgers to come back because of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, but I don't necessarily know what that has to do with Rodgers. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs will still be here when, when Jordan Love is here. Um, again, we're, we're kind of just, and this is similar to what I think we're doing with like giving up on the season. Because we just sort of assume that Rodgers is MVP elite Rodgers and Jordan Love is some bum, nobody, loser quarterback. When in reality, Aaron Rodgers has not been good this year. And we don't know what Jordan Love is, but he had a really good quarter the little bit that we saw of him. And whatever it is we're seeing from Rodgers that we like, for the most part, Jordan Love, and, and it's not a Jordan Love thing. It's it's most quarterbacks can do it. I mean, point and case in point, there we go. Jordan Love scored a t- threw a touchdown pass to Christian Watson in his very limited time playing football. Um, so the point is, we can still be excited about Watson and Dobbs with not Aaron Rodgers here. In fact, my thought on that personally is Rodgers isn't staying. He's not staying. He might stay for a year. He might stay for two years. The point is, though, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are hopefully going to be here for a very long time and doing great things for a very long time, and they're going to be doing it with somebody else. Who is that person going to be? Whoever it is, let's find out who that is, get them in here, and get it started. We're just kind of dragging along this this thing right now. That's not a permanent thing. It's not a long-term thing. It's a very, very short-term thing. And, And listen, if we were knocking at the doorstep, then I'd be okay with you know, I guess running it back, but we're we're just prolonging this not moving forward. And that's that's true of Christian Watson as well. You know, what what good is it of him building a rapport with Rodgers if this is not going to be the long-term quarterback of the Green Bay Packers? So that we can kind of suck next year, but at least we see some good throws to Watson. If if Love's gonna be the guy, they need to get working on this. Because I would sure hate to have Love be legit and Christian Watson be legit, but it's like Watson's third year on the team, 
Love's, I don't know, fifth, sixth year on the team before they finally get started. And we're we're looking back after their third year, and both of them are their hair's turning gray. They've only been playing for three three years, thinking, "Geez, I really wish we'd have moved on from Rodgers a lot sooner." So I I I just want to rip the bandaid off. I mean, we, we've been staring at this this impending doom of Rodgers leaving for a long time, and just thinking for years, like, "I don't want to, I don't want to be there. I don't want to get there." It's here. It's here. We're at the end, and Rodgers is now doing. You know, I had a call yesterday about this is different than Favre. Not really, because we're sitting here every year going, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year? Waiting for him to retire. Waiting for his big decision to, to come back or to not come back. We all wait with bated breath. And now the fact that this season has gone to zero, and not because everybody's trash except Rodgers, that's not the reality. You kind of get to the point where it's like, all right, this is it. This is the transition point. If we got to, if I mean, if we're already here, this is what we've been afraid of, is when Rodgers leaves, we go to zero. We're at zero right now. What is there to not embrace? We're here. What is there to not accept? I'm not ready. Well, we're standing in it, ready or not. There's nothing to even cling to. And, that, and that's, that's my problem with the whole narrative in general of, you know, I don't want Rodgers to go because I'm not ready to, to give up or to... to what Give up what? A five-win season? That's what you're clinging to? We can do that with love, you know. There's nothing to cling to. We're not a contender. All right, we, we skipped a couple uh, Tom calls. Let's go back to Tom here. Well, in an unexpected twist of fate, the people who I'm supposed to do a service for uh, doesn't want me to do a service for them today. So <laughs> I'm back calling you again. That's got to be great. You're at work. You're on the road just cruising, and then you get there, and you're like, all right, got to go do work now. And then they're like, oh, I don't want you to do work. It's like, what? Sweet, back in the truck doing nothing. That's what I would be thinking anyways because I'm a terrible employee. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to do that word association thing uh, like before where I say five things, and you give me your first immediate thoughts. Once again, I just want to reiterate that they don't have to be one word. Yeah. That they can be just your first initial thought. So, here we go. Number one, gingerbread. Gross. Hey, yeah. This is where, I mean, this is where one word doesn't quite summarize, but it's just, I, I don't get the point. I don't get it. It doesn't taste great. Ginger, not the best. It's fine. I'll eat it. But there's a lot of better things. I mean, it's, it's seasonal. You know, you eat a little bit of gingerbread cookie or something and it's like oh yeah this tastes like christmas and then you throw the rest of that trash in the garbage number two jeopardy um i don't know i like jeopardy it's about it i don't know number three jerry jones old i don't know i don't hate him like everybody else hates him. my grandma cannot stand the guy she wants to turn the TV off when the camera pans to him. She gets so mad. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. The guy's a multi-gajillionaire um, oil baron. Uh, I know some pictures surfaced of him back in the day at some wasn't a rally, but there was kids standing outside. the The assumption is he was standing out there trying to keep the the black kids from getting in the school. I don't know what he's doing there, man. I, I you know, I, I got more important things to do than to try to drudge up 80-year-old pictures and be like, hey, man, were you a racist? 
because then I'll hate you, even though I already did. It's just, I don't know. It seems like people just go out of their way to try to find stupid stuff. Number four. Brick houses. Um, Makes me think of where I used to live. Uh, we rented a place for a while. And I think we had to move because O'Hare bought that area when O'Hare expanded. We were living right where O'Hare expanded. And it makes me think of that place. I have a lot of memories of that place. I really liked it. It was on a like dirt road. We had train tracks and we were right next to the airport. So it was just nonstop. Like, I mean, you're, you're in bed and um, pretty much at any time you got planes flying over your house so low that they're shaking your house. And then you got the trains going by just the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Actually, the first time I ever got a spanking, um, got the belt. Me and my brother were playing down by the uh, the train tracks, and my dad came flying up, just like hit the e-brake, started screaming at us to get home. I didn't know there was a rule that said we couldn't play by the train tracks. I think my dad was just in a bad mood and wanted to yell at us or something. I have no idea what the problem was because we played by the train tracks like daily. Nobody ever told me we couldn't play by the train tracks, but um, so that was that was a thing. Um, also had well water which I was told not to drink. We would go to the grocery store and buy water because you're not supposed to drink the well water, although I would choose to because I just liked it. Um, but yeah, a lot of memories of that place. I remember going to my brother Jeff's room and watching uh, uh, Three Stooges. Remember we had a Nintendo, playing Nintendo in there. And my brother Jeff, he was he was like the wizard. If one of those games wouldn't work, we'd have him blow in it. I don't know what he did, but it's like, here, Jeff, blow in this, and he would get that game working every time. I remember watching football in me and my brother Eric's room. Had this tiny little TV in there, and for whatever reason, every time I think about like a favorite player that I had when I was a kid, I think of Junior Seau, and I think about being in that room, watching him on TV, just thinking that guy's dope. I don't know much about football other than watching Packer games, but I just knew Seau was a freak, and I liked him. Also, remember we had a Sega Saturn. We rented it. We went in there. Um, remember the Michael Jackson cassette we had? So dope. Remember mowing the backyard with my brother, um, and we had the the corded lawnmower that you plug in. So my job was to be the cord guy and to get it out of the way so my brother could do the thing. We weren't there very long. It was like a year or two. But man, I got some vivid memories of that place. I was like five years old, probably. Anyways, did you have one more? Number five. Sasquatch. All right. Bye. Sasquatch. I don't know. It's just dumb. The whole thing is, I mean, there's nothing interesting about it. I don't understand. I don't understand why it's a thing. I mean, I know why it's a thing. It's a, it's like a myth, but it's just, it's such a prominent thing that everybody knows about. And I don't know why it's not interesting. I mean, it's not scary. It's not believable. It's not anything. It's just some fake story about some stupid thing. That we talk about a lot. I mean, it just comes up more often than it ever should. It's like a tall, yeti-looking just person. It doesn't do anything but walk. Like every time you supposedly, quote-unquote, see it, they're just walking somewhere. Never seen one attack. I mean, somebody should make like a really good movie about it, but it's like a ferocious beast, you know? It could be like, um, they should make it Blair Witch style. There's a bunch of people like going out into the woods to find it, and it's kind of a joke. It's like a s- school thing, but it's it's basically just an excuse for some teenage kids to go screw off in the woods. But this thing is out there, you know. 
turns out it's real, and it is freaking ferocious. You can make something pretty creepy out of that. I'm getting all kinds of visuals. Just the sound effects you could have with that thing. Could go in a lot of different directions. Blood-curdling scream type of thing, or a, a low guttural growl. It could be a dope horror movie. Let's call it Yeti, you know? Well, Yeti sounds a little happy. Sasquatch is too long, though, and nobody knows how to spell that. I mean, I do, totally, but nobody knows how to spell that. I don't know. It's probably a cool name somewhere. I think it'd be a good movie. Hey, Ryan, it's Andy. One more time here. All right. Um, as far as some quarterback comparisons, uh, you had one a few days ago about, you know, Rodgers and Favre come down to the end, how they were very, very similar. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities uh, to that. I think uh, I heard Jason Wilde say this several years ago, for, you know, for the first time, um, that <laughs> we always called Brett Favre Brett, and it seems that a lot of people call Aaron Rodgers Rodgers. And I just think that when you call one guy by his first name consistently and one guy by his last name very consistently, I think it just shows that you felt buddy-buddy with the first one and more, um, I don't know, corporate with the second one or more serious or more, you know, as as Rogers' uh, personality kind of is perfectionist. Right, this very business-like. Right, come on, Rogers, do your job. It'll be, be as good as you are all the time because you know we're sure we're sure not buddy buddy with you like we were, Brett. I think what Rogers had to play that uphill for a really long time. Who would want to ever follow a guy like that up? I mean, you, you could even say then to Jordan Love, how do you follow up Far uh, Rogers? How do you do that? You know, um, the uh, the good uh, interview that I saw or that I was listening to. You know, media members don't get me started on those guys, but media members talking about, you know, do you think you've seen enough of, of love? Well, we hardly saw any of Rogers before he took over in 08. Uh, I'm not sure if Gudikins could ever say that he's seen enough of love where that would satisfy the media. So I don't know if Goody's answering the question, have you seen enough love, have you seen enough of love to him, you know, to satisfy what he wants or what he thinks the media once. So I'm just kind of curious about, about how that's going to play out and just to know that, I don't know, some of that questioning is, there's no winning, you know, and that kind of thing. So anyway, um, yeah, have a good one. Bye. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the very different situation, I think, comes down to the, the actual situation of it, like the contract situation. Because, you know, when I look at the way that the contract is, you know, it obviously just comes down to whether or not Rodgers wants to come back, and I don't think he would retire and then want to come back or anything like that. But just based on the way things are now, I would assume Rodgers probably will come back, 55 60% that he'll come back next year. Um, but the question is, if, if things went down like they did with Brett, let's say he did say, I want to, I'm leaving, I'm out of here, I'm going to retire, it's official. And then they make it official and they fly out to, California or wherever Rogers is to meet with him, you know, after he's retired, just to make sure like, Hey, we just want to just want to talk to you and make sure you're good with this, whatever. And then he's like, yep, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Then they turn to Jordan love and they're like, all right, you're the, officially the guy. And then Rogers comes, says he wants to come back. Would they go back to him? I would bet they would not. I don't think they would. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's a very different situation at that point. Uh, I mean, it, again, if Aaron Rodgers was 2021 
or 2020 Rodgers, would they take him back? Probably. But as bad as this team was, as bad as Rodgers was, as bad as, as you know, everything is right now, and then to officially give Jordan Love that that promise that you're going to turn to him, to take that away from him, I don't think they would do it. Um, so in that case, I, I do see, I guess, the difference in terms of, of how the situation laid out. But I think they would handle it largely the same way. Met a, met a woman poem. Oh, hey, hi there. Hey. Uh, was calling this time with a litany of questions. Oh, wow, that's different. All of them ranging from football-related to who knows what. So question number one All right. is, are there any public figures that annoy you just with their presence? Like, if you hear them speak, you're like, oh, God, this guy again? Or if you hear something in the news, it's like, oh, do I really have to hear about her? Oh, man. Just, ugh. Yeah, so is there any public figures that get you eye-rolling whenever you hear their name? Um, I mean, there's always politics, in which case it's most of them. Um, I think even people that would fall more on my general ideological um, side of things. Politicians in general kind of annoy me just because of how fake it all is. Um, although the people who are genuinely authentic are the ones that are probably causing more problems. But still, I, I don't like the uh, the fakery of it. I remember that when I was younger. That was the thing that always annoyed me about politics, even though I didn't really understand, they would talk about the most nonsensical things and they'd all have these suit and ties and they'd have, use all the big words. And it's like, you guys are just dressed up idiots. Like this is just pageantry for self-important morons. I mean, this is stupid. You're, you're discussing nonsense. But is there just like a central figure? I mean, that, that could, that applies to so many people. I mean, it, it's like any, probably anybody in Hollywood a large portion of politicians. I mean, it would be any politician where you know whatever they're saying is is nonsense, and that's most of them. I think anytime anybody's trying to just preach to me, from from the standpoint of of like, and I'm primarily talking about like actors, actresses, musicians, politicians, because it's just so fake. You know, you, you got the uh, actors, actresses, musicians, politicians constantly talking about the environment as they fly around in their private jets and stuff, you know? It's just that kind of stuff, right? I know you're full of it, and everybody does, and you're doing this to score points, and it's basically just trying to score points with your other rich friends so that you can all prove to each other that you're all in a club, and you're asking us to be your audience as you do it. Everybody look up here. I have to punch my registration for a person that is rich and powerful and better than you, and I need you all to pay attention to me as I do it and applaud, please. Thank you, plebes. Here is my speech. Earth and water. Save the kittens. Blah, blah, blah. Applause. Okay, everybody, see? I'm one of you. I'm in the club. Great. It's like, I don't want to participate in this. I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going to watch you congratulate yourself. Watch you all sit around and applaud. That's why the Ricky Gervais thing was... I think so great at the Emmys or whatever that was. Because he basically just called him out and was like, you're all a bunch of self-important losers who are going to get up and give each other trophies about how great you are when you've accomplished nothing in your life. Congratulations. It was nice that somebody finally said it right to their faces. So yeah, I think um, 
any of that attention grabbing stuff is nonsense. Like, just leave me alone. Go live your life. Why do you need, why do you need all this attention? Oh, look how great I am. No, I'm not going to look at you. Stop talking to me. Go do something. Get away from me. Go make a movie. Why do you think I want to hear you talk outside of your movie? Everybody has a thing, right? I have a podcast, which is a very weird thing where people actually do tune in to listen to me talk. Actors have a thing where people want to watch them pretend to be somebody else. I can't walk onto a movie set and say, don't worry, I have a podcast, and then do a movie and be like, okay, everybody watch my movie. Now I'm a podcaster. You have to watch this. And then start talking about, well, I'm just using my platform. No, this isn't your platform. My platform is podcast. If an actor starts using their quote-unquote platform to do something else, this isn't your platform. Your platform's over there. Go pretend to be a, a, a monkey or something. I don't know. Go play make-believe. Get out of here. Self-important dork. Does that answer your question? I think my answer is all of them, but something like that. Uh, question number two is, hypothetically, yeah. let's say the Packers get rid of Aaron Jones okay. and A.J. Dillon. Okay. Aaron Jones for money and A.J. Dillon, they're like, you know, we got receivers, we got Rodgers somehow for another year, we got an offensive line sort of. Who are you taking in the draft, or who are you trying to pick up from another team to put into the Packers? I was waiting for you to get to the rationale of why we got rid of A.J. Dillon. I missed it, but that's fine. Packers. No former Packers count. So Jamal Williams, I think his contract might be up for the Lions this year. We're going to draft B. John Robinson. Not positive. That's what we're going to do. Anyway, love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, question number three. Um, this one is strictly if you do. What is the best? Uh, bottled water brand. A lot of people go to Fiji. I don't drink bottled water. I think it's the dumbest thing on planet Earth. I think bottled water is is the most idiotic thing ever. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't know what you need bottled water for. Well, it's for car rides. You can't sit in a car without drinking water. This is what I don't understand. It's what it's what my wife always says. Well, we need it for the car. I I live with you people. Okay, my wife and kids, you don't drink water. Very rarely will you, maybe like once or twice a day, we'll get a glass of water. And you're telling me you can't sit in a car without a bottle of water? I've, I've never in my life have had a bottle. As a kid, we didn't have that. I, I never had a bottle of water anywhere for anything. And yet we would go on... Very long car rides without it. And if you have to stop and get something to drink, you can stop and go to the gas station or whatever. But we have the capability of sitting for a long time without bottled water. I don't get it. I don't need it. Now, there are certain times it comes in handy, like if you're going out and having a picnic or whatever, and you, you fill a cooler and you got water and you got cans and you got... I don't get the bottled water thing. You know why? Because if I lift up a little handle on my sink, water comes out. That's what happens. And I don't want to hear it, but well, some people, yeah, but that's not you, is it? So don't even give me that nonsense. Yes, there are exceptions. Like I said, when I was a kid, we'd go buy the gallon jugs. And what brand was it? It's called Gallon Jug. I don't know. By the way, that tasted so good. I really loved it. Probably because I had well water as a kid. And I was like, dude, what is this magical water? And it was just, you know, water that didn't have bacteria in it. But um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't drink it. And if I did, I would have no idea. I'd just get the cheapest pack I can find. Probably called Crystal... No, I don't want to say an actual brand. What is this one sitting in front of me? It's Ice Mountain. There you go. 
There's my answer because I have water bottles all over my house because my family drinks water bottles even though we have a perfectly good sink. Or Fuji, my bad. They go to Fuji. They love it. Some people, they like Sam's. I don't even think it tastes good. It tastes weird to me. Like, oh, it doesn't have taste. Yes, it does. It's got a weird, like, thing to it. It's just like on the on the middle part of your tongue, like a bitterness. I don't like it. They'll swear by it. I've seen it happen. Which one do you like? Or are you a tap water type of person? Yes. Because I live in a town in the city, water. Oh, no. That's the other thing that annoys me is when people complain about the water. Like, oh, I don't like this water. Just drink it. For crying out loud, but you're whining about... And listen, if you, if it's bad water, I get it. Like in certain parts, even in, uh, I think in Waukesha, where my grandma's, they're like, you shouldn't, uh, probably shouldn't drink out of the sink. So she has like a water thing. I don't know. I get that. I understand that. I'm not talking about that. But it's just the, the whining about, like, oh, it tastes weird. Like it, it tastes different, but you get over it and you drink it. I don't understand. Whining. No. All right, next question. If you could take a plane ride to anywhere in the world, where would you go? Hmm. However, you have to live there for a year. Oh, that's it. You have enough money to last you. That's important because my first answer probably would have been like Bora Bora. But I am not living there. Like I'll, I'll maybe do a week. There's nothing there. Even a week might be pushing it. Uh, a year? But for a regular person to live there for a year, so whatever your um, dollars get converted to, you can survive there for a year. Where are you going and why? Oh, it would be something really boring. It would probably be in America, to be honest with you. Um, and if you're talking about a year, I don't want to be in Europe for a year. I don't. Uh, I'd want it to be English-speaking, which really narrows it down. If you're talking Europe, you're talking what? Like, I, I know they speak English in a lot of places, but I'm talking first language is English. Um, I don't want to live in Ireland or Scotland or England. Just don't. Don't want to be in the UK. Um, I mean, the the only thing would be like New Zealand or Australia, but dude, I don't know, man. You, you see how big the spiders are out there? They're as big as your head. And and for every, you know, we, we've got a handful of poisonous spiders that are down south, and I don't live down south, but they've got so many poisonous every, snakes and, I don't know, I'll get punched in the face by a kangaroo or something. I don't want to go out there. Um, so I would probably take a plane to, I don't know, Texas or Florida or something and just stay. I'd go to Florida for a year and probably just stay there forever. would be great. Lastly, as a kid, I loved mythology, specifically Greek mythology. Yep. Um, and as I grew up, I learned that there are more. Are there any that interest you? And if so, who is your favorite deity, god, hero from that mythology? All right. Bye. Um, I I actually did for a very brief period get into it, but I can't. Trying to think, who's the god of war? Is it Ares or something? Let me look it up, because I forgot. Yeah, definitely Ares. Ares is my dude. 
Ares was the Olympian god of war, battle lust, courage, and civil order. That's, that's, that's my dude. In ancient Greek art, he was depicted as either a mature, bearded warrior armed for battle or a nude, beardless youth with a helmet. Ah, we'll go with the first one, all right? Let's just, let's just stick with the first one. Frickin' Greeks, man, I swear. Can't just be normal, can you? Gotta have naked dudes laying around all the time. Can you just chill out? He's the god of war. Do you have any pride? Put some pants on the guy, for crying out loud. Anyways, we're going to leave it at that, uh, putting pants on Greek gods. Uh, appreciate all the calls. We've got uh, quite a few to get through, but please keep them coming. 608-501-0718. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. 